Hello, I'm Murray Newlands. Welcome to another episode of the How to CEO Show. I'm delighted to have um, Eric from Me Marketplace on the show. Eric, please introduce yourself and your project. Yeah, hi, my name is Eric Gilbert Williams. You can find me online as Meme Brains on Twitter. And I'm a founder, lifelong entrepreneur, you could say, uh, for many, many years. I discovered Bitcoin in 2017 and went deep down those rabbit holes that led me through a bunch of experiences to being now the co-founder of Meme Market. There's uh, me along with three other co-founders, and we've designed a stock market for memes combined with a meme crowdsource platform for brands and content creators. We represent over 16 million meme enthusiasts in the space and a, a, a lifeline, what we could say, a broad and life dedication to crypto and bettering the world in different ways that we can find. And, um, you know, we, we just have a lot of fun with this. It's something we've been doing on Reddit for a number of years on r slash meme economy. And uh, we're allowing it, we're opening it up to the the greater ecosystem and, and outside of just the small Reddit confines. So we're super stoked about this and uh, can't wait to bring it to market. And so what are some trends in memes then? What, what's happening in the world of memes? Well, it's interesting. If you look at the Google trend for the search term meme marketing, and if you go back a decade, you're going to see a one-way upward trajectory from 12 years ago to today, straight on up, interest in the search term of meme marketing. And so that, that's, that represents a couple things. First of all, it represents that meme popularity is growing, that important people are paying attention, and that you could say, for lack of a better word, older generations that are trying to figure out how to leverage memes for their companies or for their political needs, whatever it is, they're trying to figure out how to do this. And so um, when we look at that search term and, and the spike of it, it also indicates to me that, and, and to my co-founders, that a lot of people don't really understand how to leverage memes or how to access memes or how to tap in and harness that giant wild energy. And I'm going to suggest that first of all, it's not something that can be harnessed. And this is one of the, the biggest misconceptions of memes right now today. People think, oh, if I if I use a popular meme template and throw my logo on it or, or do some shameless self-promotion of my company, whatever it is, that people are going to love it and it's going to go super viral just because it's a meme. And I'm going to suggest that um, it will go super viral in a in a opposite way than you think. It 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 stinks of of uh, cringe, right? And and you got to think and get yourself ready to consider the mindset of the people who love memes. People who love memes, they know when a meme is being used for manipulation. Memes are a raw, you know, dirty way, just fun, fringe way to express a feeling or a perspective or to talk about a subject that might be otherwise often taboo. And so uh, they can't be harnessed, but uh, there can be things, there's other things that you can do with memes. And you have to be ready to change your mindset and think about the culture of what memes really are and be ready to try something new that you wouldn't otherwise do in the past from, you know, the past two decades. So what are some, uh, so what are, as we're at the end of the year, what are some of the stories of uh, some of the memes that have gone viral and why? And what are some uh, some success stories and some disasters you've seen in the meme, meme world? Well, you know, um, this one's a little bit older now, It's, but it is still a story that really strikes out to me. It's the Twisted T-Man. If you, if you Google Twisted T-Man, 
that meme went super viral. I think it was last year, beginning of last year over Christmas. And it was, you know, basically it was this guy that was, for lack of a better word, down on his luck for many reasons. Uh, sincerely good guy, it seemed like. And uh, went to the store, got in a fight. Some dummy was was being a dummy, for lack of a better word. And uh, and and yeah, it was it was a a terrible thing. So the guy takes this this twisted tea can, smacks it over his head. The twisted tea explodes. It's all over the store. The guy's on the ground. You know, he's it's he's out. And um, and it went viral. So you know, twisted tea was all smashing twisted tea cans was all over the place. And 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 I, I I liked that story because it was natural. It was organic. It wasn't meant to be anything other than just a guy going to the store. But what really touched me about it is that it brought awareness and people get curious. Right? They're like, well, who is this guy? What happened? And it ended up that this guy had a a disabled kid and. Um, and it was a sad story. It was very, he just lost his job because, you know, his disabled, disabled kid needed more attention and he was missing work. So he got fired and now they have no, nothing for Christmas. And so there ended up being a GoFundMe that popped up around it. And, um, they, they, the idea was to raise something like $20,000 to buy him a, um, a disabled uh, van for his kid. And, um, and ultimately they raised something like 30, 30 or 40,000 and, and me and uh, along with thousands of other people contributed to it. And so we have this like flywheel circle, like a full loop now. We've got a random event that went super viral. People used it for marketing or for jokes or for anything yeah. you wanted, but it connected with a good cause. And the good cause ultimately got served by people in the meme community that cared. And, and that goes back to, um, you know, feeding just a better planet and moving moving forward on a, on a more harmonious way. So it's a bit of an old example, but it really, you know, struck me and, and made an impact on me. So I felt like sharing. Thank you. And so, uh, and so, how are brands now using memes to uh, like? If you actually want it properly, how does a brand engage with uh, with memes? Well, so how do they and how should they? So, how do they engage with memes? Not very well. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty often blatant that that there's you know propaganda being used and and the medium of memes being leveraged. Uh, how should they is an interesting question. And there are a couple, you know, sometimes some examples I see like Chicka Phil had some cool stuff. There's some cruise ship companies that were doing uh, some cool stuff with memes. Uh, Budweiser did a meme contest a couple of years ago. And I think that that is probably the more effective direction to go with meme usage. When you run a meme contest and you leave it completely open for your fans or your audience or your users to create memes uh, about you, that is the, in my, I'm going to suggest that is the most effective way to engage in the right audience in an authentic way. Okay. So the right audience in an effective way and get them engaged. These are three things that billions of dollars are thrown around from large companies to try and make happen. And you can do it simply by saying, Hey, here's a meme contest. And here's, here's a prize that's going to go to the winner. And Budweiser did it on Twitter. Uh, some things worked really well for them, I think, but it's, some things also backfired. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a little bit too, you know, aggressive in like, you have to use this image. You have to use this, this, you know, you have to place the, the, the was it the spritzer or whatever it is they're called the stiltzers. I forgot their name. You have to put this can in the meme in order to win. So it was a little bit too directed. You got to be ready to be raw and open, right? Think about when when uh, Elon Musk was demonstrating and showcasing the Cybertruck for the first time. He opened it up, you know, the curtains come up and he's got this metal ball and he throws it at the window to show how how durable those windows are. And it cracks, right? right. And those uh, memes went meme. super viral. Instant meme yeah. all over the place. So, so you would think 
if there was a boardroom of marketing executives and, and they came up with that idea, they'd probably get fired. Oh, let's make a meme about uh, how shitty our product is. No, you, you get fired. It doesn't work that way. But the meme went super viral. And, and in the virality came engagement with the brand and awareness of the brand. And also an awareness that it was a total fluke, right? This is not how it's supposed to go. So my suggestion uh, for those looking to do meme events is, first of all, consider doing contests, but also consider and be ready for a roast. Memes are about a good roast, right? Something you didn't do right, it's going to come out. When you watch celebrities roasting each other from Hollywood, they're ready to take those roasts. And, and I, in my opinion, it's time for brands to let go of the illusion of control and to stop trying to control their audience's thoughts and brainwaves and let it be more natural and authentic. And if you can do that, you're going to get a more engaged audience for a longer period of time. Awesome. Awesome insights. So what are some other cool projects you've seen? So uh, obviously I'm biased towards meme market, you know, it's my favorite project and I think it's super cool and everyone should check it out. But, um, you know, I'm also a DAO contributor and deep into that DAO space. So, um, uh, you know, I have to do uh, a mention of City DAO. You know, City DAO is a DAO of people that are trying to build a decentralized city of the future. Like, what does that even mean? How does it look if a city was was completely decentralized in its voting and anyone can make a proposal and uh, all the budget for, for government spending or public goods was done transparently and was also voted on? Like, imagine if there was an eject button for politicians right here now today. Like, how many people would be pressing that eject button? And, you know, of the, the $1.7 trillion uh, package that's being pushed through and voted on tonight, I believe, like, where is that money going? Where did it come from? How efficiently is it going to be used? So CityDAO and other projects in the, the network state direction really intrigue me. And um, the next, I think the final one that I'll do a shout out for, it's two companies actually, but of a similar vision is uh, Bull Bitcoin and Bitcoin Well. And, um, you know, very extreme maximalist style Bitcoin uh, brokerage, as you could say. But the point is that it's they're, they're so heavy into the non-custodial, own your assets, own your keys, you know, actually decentralized uh, uh, mindset that it's a refreshing reminder of what this entire crypto world is supposed to be. There's no crypto without Bitcoin. There's no blockchain without Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the foundations of everything that we see in this crazy market. And so what is Bitcoin about? Why was it created? These are questions that anyone listening right now, I'd like you to, you know, deeply think about and, and reflect on. And to me, Bull Bitcoin and Bitcoin Well uh, two Canadian Bitcoin brokerages uh, really embody that energy. And um, so I'll have to give them a shout out. Awesome. And then who are some um, cool people you've uh, you've met over the year and maybe also people I should uh, interview? Well, I met this really nice guy with a, with a with a really cool blonde haircut. And, uh, you know, he happens to run this awesome podcast that everyone should, should subscribe to. His name is is Murray and you guys might know him. No, but no, I, it's been great meeting you. No, seriously though, because I, I came out to Palo Alto for three months to just immerse myself in in the networking of builders, angels, and VCs in the crypto space. And I bumped into you several times and went through the accelerator of what OPL and and I met some amazing people. So no, so sincerely, no, it's it's been great to meet you. That's a shout out. Um, uh, I have to give a shout out to my uh, my co-founder, business partner, and CTO Bargav. Um, because up until now, I've always been a solopreneur. I've never really had a, a true partner in a venture before. And uh, Bargav's shown me that there are some amazing people out there, or at least there's one anyways, that that really makes me happy to, to work with. I'm very grateful to have met him. Um, I'll do a shout out for Alison Bellows and Michael Boyd. 
recent, uh, Allison just recently went through the Y Combinator program and Michael's a CTO of his own company. They're both CTOs and uh, I've known them. We used to, to live together in a co-living environment and they really took the time out of their, their schedule to introduce me to people in Y Combinator, in Silicon Valley, to invite me to cool events. And, uh, you know, that that kind of like welcoming pay it forward attitude uh, really moves mountains. And, and maybe the last shout out is uh, Dylan Lenz, another Y Combinator alumni, super great guy. Uh, hit my shout out for him is because he's so genuine and welcoming. You know, again, I'm very, very new to the Silicon Valley area. And uh, he invited me to his house twice. We had Thanksgiving dinner at his place. And I don't have, you know, a family in, in San Francisco area. Uh, but it kind of felt like I did when I was hanging out at Dylan's place. So those are my, my shout outs. Fantastic. And how can people help you? Well, you know, we're we're looking to connect with anyone that loves memes and is curious about where memes could go in the future. You know, we do meme games, we do meme contests. We'd love to host some contests for you. You know, if you're if you're running a Discord server and you have uh, an interest in in doing a meme contest, we'll just do it all for you, and we're not going to charge you a penny. There's no strings attached. It might sound weird, but that's the truth of it. So if you if you like memes and you're on Discord or you're on Twitter, reach out to me and let's brainstorm on a couple of cool things that we can do. Uh, you know, we've got a pretty exciting year coming up and, and specifically preparing for the next bull market in who knows how long it's going to be, two years, whatever it is. Uh, and, and I'd love to chat with you. You know, memes have taken over the Internet. They've taken over my brain, which is why I'm meme brains on Twitter. You can find me and DM me there. Uh, so give me a ping and let's talk memes. And how do people reach out to you? What is your Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, email? What are the ways? Yeah. yeah, so my my Twitter is probably the easiest way. It's at meme brains. So that's M-E-M-E -E brains. No spaces or underscores, any of that kind of stuff. No fancy spelling, just at meme brains. So that's the easiest way to find me. Uh, you know, LinkedIn, you can find me at my, my, my doxed name, Eric Gilbert Williams. That's uh, Gilbert Williams with a hyphen in it. There's not that many other Gilbert hyphen Williams out there. So you'll probably see me with my, my glasses on my, my weird deal with it shades. Um, and yeah, th th those are probably the best two places. Awesome. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks Mary for having me on. We'll see you in the new year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Mary Newlands. You've been listening and watching the how to CEO show. I'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.